Welcome to the Fittest Shite Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Shite, and this is our last episode for this season. Um, we've had this has been a really cool beginning for me. This is kind of my first monologue podcast I've ever done. And really the purpose of this was just to help out clients by making short podcasts that help answer common questions I have. And it was just a way of scaling my business of over 60 clients. I can't give adequate time to everybody throughout the week, so I thought this would be a great way to get some practical, quick nutritional tips. And uh, yeah, so but I also have some really exciting news. So season two will start in two weeks. I have the next six weeks of it planned out to really interview a ton of health professionals. So I have a network of people that are outside of my scope of practice that I lean on for information and health. And so we're going to do lots of different interviewing. And this is going to be both educational, interesting, fun, but a way to also refer out my listeners and clients to to people that I would recommend, uh, especially here locally. So if you're listening abroad, uh, just gives you some some great ideas to think maybe and ask your doctor, your chiropractor, your physical therapist, your counselor, and then we're going to even interview my coach who's up in Philadelphia. We're going to talk about uh, what the remote relationship looks like, what uh, good programming looks like, and things of that sort. So I uh, just want to expose you guys to some really great people, let you listen in on these conversations. This is something humans have done for thousands of years. You know, before technology, they just used to have big dinner parties and people would gather around and listen to the to the, the guest of honor talking to other guests and and just listening in on those interesting conversations of those days was kind of the modern day podcast. So that's what I'm going to uh, invite you guys into for season two. I'm really excited. Got some really cool people, so stay tuned. Um, and we're going to just take aspects of health in different directions, both emotional health. So lots of great things coming. Uh, I'm really excited, so stay tuned for that. With that being said, uh, today is a kind of all-encompassing podcast. And with that, uh, this is something that I use often in consultations to kind of help people gauge where they're at in their assessment of doing healthy things consistently. So I have called this the fantastic six. And I tell my clients, and I really believe this, I do this in my own life, but if you do these six things consistently and well, right, they're, they're kind of the six foundational uh, things to for anybody, whether you're a health, general health client, whether you're trying to train for aesthetics and looking better, or if you're training for performance, these six things are always going to be key uh, to your health. And so we'll, we'll go through them. Uh, and then I'll refer you back if you want to go more in depth on each one of these, which is really cool, to one of the podcasts I've already previously done. So we're going to make this list of six. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to talk about why I picked them, what they are. And then what we're going to do from there is we're going to, I'm going to refer you back if that's one that you're struggling with to a podcast that I've already previously done. So it's almost like I thought through this. Um, way to toot your own horn, Blake, right? 
So here we go. Most people who come to me like for remote coaching or personal training think of two things that they have to work on, and that's usually exercise and nutrition. And they're right. Those two are like the king. They're, there is no disputing that. But I think they're, they're just two of six main checkpoints people should be thinking through on a regular basis. Why? Why is that? Because there is so much more to our unique and complex bodies than just what we eat and how we work out. So we'll start with the kind of the first two, which which you've already guessed. The first one I go through is, are you doing three days of resistance training weekly? So are you showing up and actually doing your workouts three days a week? Right? I'm not asking for four or five or six. I actually prefer for most people, unless they're training for something competitively, and even then you can probably still do most of them in three days, but to to find things outside of the gym to do. So go for run, go for walking, find get into mountain bike riding, do jitsu or any kind of other fitness activity that kind of allows your exercise in the gym to help you flourish in those other things is arguably the best bang for your buck. Uh, we are all getting older, and that means we're going to lose muscle so get and get weaker. So having the ability to get upstairs, get out of chairs, walk up hills, you know, is, is going to be muscles that can resist that challenge. So running and biking can't help you with that as well as weight training. So are you doing some sort of weight training three days a week? That's number one. Number two, are you drinking half of your body weight in ounces? Right, half your body weight in ounces. If you're in a hotter climate or if you're constantly outside, I would bump that up to 60% of your body weight um, just to be more on the safe side because you're probably sweating a lot. Most people have no gauge on that. They're like, yeah, yeah, I drink, I drink a lot. I would just challenge yourself to actually grab a 24-ounce bottle, figure out how many times you need to fill that up for your body weight, and carry it around with you and see how many times you did it that day. Um, and that would be a great indicator. And don't try to save it all right before bedtime. That doesn't go well for usually a good night's sleep. Uh, so if you want to listen to the hydration podcast I did about five weeks ago, you can check that out. Uh, one of my first podcasts about nine weeks ago was resistance training and why it's important. Uh, so you can go check that one out. So let's go on to number three. Number three is sleep. Seven to nine hours a night. Okay. Seven to nine hours a night. So some people need a little bit more. Some people need a little bit less. But that seems to be the ballpark of where 99% of humans need to be. There are the rare, very, very rare, like more likely to get struck by lightning uh, than to be this person that can get under seven hours of sleep and be completely fine. Um. What I have discovered is that most people who are like, I don't need that much sleep, are people who are used to feeling groggy, needing to be caffeinated, and kind of just living off of cortisol. Uh, they don't understand why their bodies are the way they're getting fatter, uh, they have less energy, right? So much of this is tied to sleep, and slowing down and preparing for sleep and quality sleep seems to be like the hardest thing for a lot of people. Great news, I got a good sleep podcast. It was my number one downloaded for this season so far. So go check that one out. And I would recommend reading Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep. He's excellent. Or if you don't like to read, go to his Joe Rogan podcast. That was a great one. It's very long. 
but his accent and uh, great information make it well worth it. So, number one, three days resistance training. Number two, drinking half your body weight in ounces. Bump it up if you're in a hotter climate. And number three, seven to nine hours of sleep. Now we're halfway through. The next one would be protein, okay? And the reason is this is kind of our, our magic macronutrient. If people are getting an adequate amount of protein in their diet, they're usually doing well on the other things too, carbs and fats, whether they're measuring it, ca- calculating it or not. It is very rare that someone hits their protein and is doing terrible on the other things. It happens, but most of the time this is one that most people aren't getting enough in, and it can make so many different aesthetic changes. It helps you gain muscle. Uh, it just allows for healthy activity. It helps our fingernails and hair grow back properly. Uh, it is the macronutrient that regulates our blood sugars. So can't stress it enough. It is also the thing that's not as convenient. So you need to be more thoughtful on ordering it. If you're someone who eats out a lot, you also need to be more thoughtful on making it. Uh, you know, it is very easy to not get that in your diet. Also, consequentially, if you're trying to lose weight, it's a great one because it's so filling that most people uh, can actually fill up faster and not eat as much calories as they think they are because protein tends to be very satiating. So stick to the 0.8 to 1 gram per body weight rule. Um, I find that to be most optimal for most people. Again, though, check with a coach or a doctor um, for for getting your actual numbers. Number five is just going to be walking. Getting enough steps and movement in for the day. So I recommend eight to 10,000 steps a day. Right now, I'm currently training for a bodybuilding competition. I'm around 15 to 21,000 steps a day. I love walking. I find it very enjoyable. It's something I can do with my kids. Um, it adds in. I walked yesterday for 45 minutes and I put my Fitbit on and whether it's accurate or not, it said I burned around 490 calories in that hour. So it's amazing just constant movement. If you're looking for just calorie burning um, and keeping, which is essentially cardio's purpose, right? Then walking is a great one, uh, especially outside. If you have some some a beautiful area to walk, it's very good for your mental stability. Uh, so I would just recommend that. But the eight to ten thousand rule a day, never getting under that. There's no need to be under that. That just means you sat all day at work and then you went home and you didn't do anything else. Uh, so you need to make sure that you're getting up and moving. I say to my clients all the time, the male lady burns more calories than the person who works you know, works out three times a week, but sits the rest of the day because she moves more, right? There's 168 hours in the week and you're responsible to move outside of the gym. So walking, swimming, yard work, etc. We call this NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I did a podcast on that about two months ago. So go check that one out. I've also done a podcast on protein about four weeks ago. So you can go back and check that one out. And then stress management, Stress management is huge, but the problem with this one is it seems arbitrary. We're like, I gave you the last five, you felt like, okay, yeah, so not doing this, need to do that. Not doing this, need to do that. Stress management feels like, well, I don't even know what to do with that one. And this is where a lot of clients come uh, come to me with this. And they usually just kind of rattle off like, yeah, I think I'm fine. 
And so I have learned as a coach to dig deeper on this one because it is probably the one that is the sneakiest at killing your gains and making you unhealthy. And it's something that is just, it's going to separate mature coaches from not so mature coaches in that um, helping someone recognize a whole life and a happy life um, based around feeling better and managing themselves is going to take some skill, hard questions, and real evaluation, right? So we've all heard that stress kills, and it's true. If you recover our bodies well, but our mind is restless and anxious, it's going to throw off your hormones that burn fat and build muscle. Um, Because our body has a very difficult time understanding the difference between what is psychological stress and what is physical stress, our body tends to respond very similar in our hormones. So if you're chronically stressed because you're watching the news all the time, or you're paying attention to lots of negative information, or you're drawn to drama in relationships, and then on top of that, you're going and working out really, really hard, and you're in a very strenuous caloric deficit, right? You're just putting your body under a lot of stress, and there's the difference between eustress and de-stress. Eustress would be like a good stress that allows you to adapt and get stronger, so exercise, um, kind of learning to handle more responsibility. Um, Those are things in life that are good stresses that allow you to grow. You know, distress is something that like you have very little control of. There's not a whole lot of adaptations to it and it seems to be chronic. So uh, putting yourself in front of tons of videos or screen time that is uh, not giving you life, but is, is downloading tons of stress signals to your brain and your body is feeling relaxed, maybe in the sofa, but extremely stressed in its signaling throughout the body because it's trying to interpret what's going on. An amazing book on this is Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers by Robert Sapowski. Um, Sparks, another really great one that I read recently by um, John Ratty. I think I'm saying his la- his na- last name right. R A T E Y, Rady maybe. Uh, so check that out. Those are really good. Uh, great indicator is um, I just try to break my stress up into uh, four to five different categories. So uh, what's my emotional stress like? Rank it one to five. What's my physical stress? One to five. What's my relational stress? One to five. What's my existential stress? One to five. Purpose of your life. Directionless. Do you feel any, um, you know, meaning? And then uh, I guess the fifth one would be like your environmental stress. So do do you live in a neighborhood where there's gunshots? Do you um, do you live in a house with somebody who's erratic and bad behavior? So ranking those things and then giving an average based on that usually gives you a good indicator. And if your average is three or higher, you need to start thinking about, okay, how do I manage some of these things a little bit better, right? Stress doesn't go away. That's why I put management in it. So quick recap, stress management, eight to 10,000 steps a day, protein, seven to nine hours of sleep a night, drink half your body weight in water, and three days of resistance training weekly. You feel stressed out yet? (laughs) Um, Here's the good news. I'm going to give you some practical solutions. 
Like I said, if you can do all six of those perfect for 90 days, you're going to get great results. All right. Notice I didn't say count your calories and do all this other stuff. Just said do those things consistently 90 days. So time and consistency. Most of us probably do three to four of those really, really well. And we got three to two of them that we need to really work on. So I would give you this. Go back and listen to one of my podcasts on the one that you're struggling with. Find things that are helpful in there. Don't get more anxious about doing all of these steps perfectly. That's not helpful. Step back and evaluate which ones you're going to do well first. So think about the one that you'll crush first. So it's like if, if sleep and water are your two things you need to work on, which one of those will you be more likely to do well on this next month? That's the one I would focus on. Find a couple others that you're, you're doing, uh, even if you're not doing them perfect, and celebrate those things. Think of how you could get even a little bit better at those before moving on to the harder ones. All right? And then the solution two, when you feel ready to add more of the six into your goals, only choose one of them. Don't do more than one. Uh, I've seen people try to do like three at a time and they never do they never do any of them well. So I always say just do one of them and do it really, really well. Um, whatever it is, just make sure you give it time and energy and be a real realistic that it could be more challenging than you think to start a new habit. So here's a couple questions for you as we can kind of conclude here. After evaluating which of the six do you feel the most confident in? So just celebrate which ones you're doing really well. I feel really confident I'm working out three days a week. I sleep really well, um, and I enjoy walks, right? Awesome. That's good. Those are good things. Keep those things going. Which one is the hardest for you is the next question. All right, just pick one. You, you might have three on there. They're like, man, I suck at all of these, but which one of those is like going to be the hardest? And then which one are you going to start focusing on the most this week? So out of those three, you eliminate the hardest one. Say that I'm going to save that one for a couple months now when I get better habits. And I'm going to focus on one of the others that was on that list that I'm not doing so hot on. So I hope this is helpful. Again, I've created other podcasts so that when I did this one at the end, you would have something to refer back to and feel like you have a little bit of an action plan to start your habits and thoughtfulness on trying to get better at these things. Um, I'm in your corner. I'm really excited again about the promo for season two coming out in two weeks. Uh, I look forward to getting some really good interviews for you guys uh, that is hopefully beneficial and look forward to um, helping in any way I can. Again, if you're interested in coaching with me and you want to seek me out to ask me some questions, get to know me, head on over to blakeshite.com, S-C-H-E-I-D-T. Fill out the application form on the website page there, and it'll be sent right over to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. Look forward to it, and uh, have a great day.